Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Talking about you with Astra. Season 8, Episode 10. Is Democracy Failing America? Today is Friday the last day of this topic. I hope you've been enriched by this week and have used the hashtag Astros Radio Show to share your opinions. It's been a fast week as usual. A lot of interesting things happening, some of which we'll talk about at the end of the show. If you're having trouble with your volume going up and down, up and down, I please accept my apologies. Insured harassers have been blocking this show for a very long time now, and they tend to try to prevent it from going on every single day. Sometimes I've had to actually re-record the show because, like today, Audacity isn't actually working, and sometimes Block Talk Radio doesn't actually catch it either, the podcast. So whatever happens, no matter what, each and every day, I will be here, and I will stand, and I do love John Brennan's uh, statement of I will not relent or uh, Ambrose's I will not be silent because those are two things I guarantee you I won't be. I will continue to support and bring you information about insurance companies, ERISA, Social Security Disability, surveillance, being a target, being bullied, being harassed. And if this is you, by the way, I would challenge you not to give up either. Be sure to go out to Estra Seattle Harassment on Twitter and tell me what they're doing to you because I personally believe no one should have to tolerate this stuff. And this is why insured civil rights legislation needs you to help to get it passed. But let's move on to our topic today, which is, is democracy failing in America? What do you think? Do you think it's actually failing? Uh, democracy in America is failing. For many years now, I've been talking about Congress heard us. And actually, I'm going to add another word to the end of that context, and you'll understand why as we go through these two, two articles. The last word's going to be, Congress heard us enough. And I add that word enough to the end to let you know it is time for us to act. Not just because it's an election year, which is also important. I believe each and every one of us must stand up every single day and make the decision to fight, to stand. I was never so surprised after Donald Trump's inauguration how many people showed up at that march on Washington. And not only there, but all over the country. And that's what we're going to have to do if we want to make sure that democracy reigns in the United States of America. We must always be true to ourselves and hold up the values that we deem are important, not that someone else or somebody with other agendas want to to take our country and do something else with it. 
That's not who we are in America. We've always stood for justice, even in oppressive times, all right, bullying times. All kinds of things have happened to all of us at some point or another. But yet and still, we as Americans stood up and fought. And another great thing about us as Americans, as we saw on 9-11, was that we will stand together when we need to. We will fight together when we need to, side by side. We need to remember that when people are trying to mess with our heads and create things in our minds to make us hate each other. Why would we hate each other? We're in the same bowl now. We're in the same pot. We're being stewed together. Everything that happens to one is happening to the other. Maybe not in the same way, maybe in a different way. Because if that were not true, the 95% of us would be in a better position than the 5% of us. All right. Well, you know that's another topic, and you know that's coming up at some time soon. So today's two articles are from, the first one is going to be The Nations, and the title of the article is The United States Was Failing Long Before Donald Trump. And it has one statement, one paragraph I just have to read, because I want to ask you as I read this paragraph uh, whether you think that uh, this holds true in your heart. Uh, because it seems like we are all feeling similar things for the most part. And the second article we're going to do is from New Republic. And the title of this article is The Republican Party, Not Trump, is the Real Threat to American Democracy. Okay. So those are the two that we're going to do to talk about today. Please go out, hit hashtag Esther's Radio Show, and let me know what you think about today's show. It's so important to know if uh, we're seeing things in a way that supports what we need to do to make sure our democracy stays on target. But let's go to the first one. The United States was failing long before Donald Trump. And it says the American experiment in democracy may be coming to an unseemly end. Okay. And this is by Tom Englehart, okay? So... I want to go out here and read the, the one paragraph that he has, which I think is too uh, remarkable. Okay, here it comes, quote, Tell me, can't you feel it? Tell me you couldn't sense it when those election results started coming in that November night in 2016. Tell me you can't sense it in the venomous version of gridlock that now grips Washington. Tell me it's not there in the feeling in this country that we are somehow besieged, demobilized, and no longer have any real say in the political system of, by, and for the billionaires. In a Washington in which the fourth branch of government, the national security state, gets all the dough, all the tender-loving care, all the attention for keeping us safe from not much, and most Americans get ever less and have ever less say about what's get, what they're not getting. No wonder the last election, the country's despairing heartland gave a hearty orange finger to the Washington elite. I personally believe there are many of you out there feeling this way. And I think many of us have been devastated by the decisions our Congress has made 
I think we were just very devastated to have a president such as Obama who went out really wanting to change and make a difference in the country, and the Republicans just put a halt on it you would not believe. But they're paying for it now. They got exactly what they wanted. They wanted somebody out there that they could play. They wouldn't care. They would, would, wouldn't care what the rules were, at least from my perspective. And now we're seeing when Congress, the Republican Congress, got what they want, what it turns out like for the rest of us. So that's the one I actually just wanted to read out of that one. It's a great article, as I said before. I don't read all the articles. I kind of like to just kind of get you, you know, a little thirsty to read a little bit more. So please go out, read the full articles. Also go ahead and send me comments on what you think about them. And also support these uh, organizations because many times if we don't support them, uh, Wall Street will. And Wall Street won't be interested in the things that we care about for the most part in this country. Now, the second one is what really got me going today. I mean, I, I usually don't rate the articles, but this one I had to give five stars. It had so much information that we could all identify with and talk about this. For the first time, I'm probably going to use a bit of the information in each one of the paragraphs. Maybe a few of them I've omit, omitted. But frankly, I think it says a lot about where we are today. And since it's Friday and the last day we're talking on this subject, I want to make sure to get some of these points in. Okay. So again, this article is by New Republic. And the topic or the title of the article is The Republican Party, Not Trump is the real threat to American democracy. So what can we uh, count on from the uh, Republican Congress? Um, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, we can actually just take a look at uh, Trump and his tweets today, or yesterday, depending on how you count ours, about Dr. Ford and the Kavanaugh uh, Supreme Court nomination. Personally, I'll, I'll just throw this interject this quickly before we start into the article. Sometimes I think the president's behavior is in retaliation of not getting what he wants. It's looking not so good from my perspective for Kavanaugh, because if Kavanaugh is selected as a Supreme Court judge, more than likely most women are going to say these typical men have not changed for generations, and that's why they want a woman out there to destroy another woman. Why would a woman come up, as a, even though she's a lawyer, a female lawyer come up and take on this task of, of, of talking with Dr. Ford and Kavanaugh so that it looks like it's a woman hurting a woman? So don't, doesn't, doesn't this happen a lot in our country for black people, black people hurting black people? I mean, how, how crazy is this going to get? We have to open our eyes and see what the strategy is of these people. Is it a strategy that benefits us? Is it fair? Is it just? Is it equal? No. This is about many people's agendas. What can they get from it? How will it work? For me, this is a serious problem. We have to pay attention because most of today, we definitely are in an information age. But we're also in a psychological game age where people tend to want to play with people's minds to get them in order to do what they want them to do. You know what I call that? I call that manipulation and abuse. Now, speaking of manipulation and abuse, have you noticed that a lot of insurance companies and insurers who do uh, 
harassment and intimidation also use these same tactics. And often sometimes they've had the police there with them. Maybe even Stingray is what they're using to block your phones, your laptops, anything that's electronic. Personally, I believe or I hope someday some manufacturers will have the guts to come out with equipment that doesn't contain Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or any other items that they can place in our devices to track us. You know, we're, we're people. We have, we're human beings. We have our lives. And we, by the Constitution, should have our own privacy. Should we be bullied and harassed and intimidated for seven years? Can you imagine that? I can. Harassment and intimidation for seven years and the police, Patty Murray, Governor Inslee, do nothing? What would that be? Who would act that way? Not people concerned about citizens, general citizens. Why haven't they supported or passed any kind of legislation to support policyholders? Why is ERISA still out there where companies can do whatever they want when their employees get injured, pay them 20% instead of 100% of the policies that they promised? Congress, that's why, Congress because Congress has not been looking out for you or me. They've been looking out for lobbyists, corporations, Wall Street, money in their pockets, money for their families. I just kind of have taken a look at, uh, what is the guy, uh, Manafort. And uh, the other day they were talking about the several houses now that he's going to have to give up because he's gotten in a bad situation. How did he acquire all those homes? It, it, Congress, people had to have known some of this stuff was going on. If there was something going on with Donald Trump, people knew it before he was elected. Why now? Why are these hap- things happening in this way now? Okay. To me, this all boils down to is the democracy in America failing? It only fails when we place the wrong people in the wrong jobs. It's when we forget why we're here, what our responsibilities are to our country. If you see your neighbor hurting, support them. I looked at, uh, there was a woman that was stabbed seven times. They've been talking about her a lot in the news. And she ran into this restaurant screaming, help, help. And what was the look that we saw on the people who first saw her? terrified. They were terrified it was going to happen to them. And you know what? It could have happened to them. There's no doubt about that. Bullets, knives, they don't care where they land in most cases. It could have happened to them. But the thing we've forgotten that we need to remember is that if it happens to one of us, it can happen to all of us, all 95%, because we don't have the protection or the resources to do a lot of things that those with the 5% have taken from us. When you see somebody hurting, don't ignore them. Stand up. Stand up and fight for them. Protect them. Believe in them. It's truly important for us to stand together. Let's not be fooled. Let's not be held in like a prison of our own minds, of our own making. We don't have to do that. There's no reason for us. There are more of us than them. Just because they've taken all the money out of this country, 
put it on offshore accounts or wherever else they think they need to put it, it doesn't mean that we cannot stand up and we cannot do the right thing. Protect your mind. Protect your heart. And yet and still, when that lady came in, those people should have surrounded her with love. Some did. Okay, let's not say they all did. just stood back and were afraid. Some did. But we need to think about how our minds and our hearts are being programmed. We just can't let these games that they're playing take, yes, they've taken our money. They've taken our jobs. They've ruined our schools. Why? Because of fear. Because of playing with our minds. Let's start with putting our votes back where they go. Not because of what somebody tells us is the most important thing out of what we're, we're the issue is. The important thing is, is that we all are able to survive and live in a democracy with respect and dignity, which we won't be able to do if we keep get, letting these people play with our minds. Boy, was that one of those graves that I go off into. I haven't even gotten into the article. Let's move on. Okay, let me start off with this. The name of the article, again, is from the New Republic, and it's called The Republican Party, Not Trump, is the Real Threat to American Democracy. Quote, President Donald Trump called into Fox and Friends and went on a rant that even shows conservative posts seem startled. You look at the corruption at the top of the FBI. It's a disgrace, he said, in our Justice Department which I try and stay away from, but at some point I won't. Our Justice Department should be looking at all kinds of stuff, not the nonsense of collusion with Russia, end quote. Now, we know that since this article was written, a lot of Trump's people have been found guilty of a lot of different crimes. It looks like uh, collusion with Russia is moving up the chain. Will it be able to touch Trump? I don't know. Why don't I know? Because Congress basically is responsible for the situation that we're in. The Republican Congress has a lot of this stuff to happen. And I'm so glad that it looks like a new group of Democrats are coming in with a backbone. Okay? We need some people that have a backbone who are willing to sacrifice for whatever needs to happen to make America with integrity, to stand up and say this is right or this is wrong. And this is what our Constitution says about it. Not to be in the back, pretending not to be able to see all these awful things that are going on. We need some people who are ready to stand up and say, this is enough. Okay, I'm going to go on. It says, this is what Trump's critics have warned all about, warned about all along, that he's an authoritarian who would use the office of the presidency to destroy norms. And in destroying those norms, Trump could destroy American democracy itself. Why was Trump elected? Remember, they were always talking about all those white women were the ones who put Trump into office. But will they do it again? Or do they think they had their mind played with? Do you think they were deceived? Were they thinking about their children staying on top while the rest of the kids would be on bottom as in past generations? Were they afraid about America becoming more equal for all people? Or was it maybe some of their husbands who wanted to make sure they voted in ways to protect their interests? 
no matter what the reason was then, every one of us, including those who stayed home, which were a lot of people, are going to get the chance to do it right again. So be sure to get your, uh, be able to register to vote and make sure that you're ready to say how you feel about the situation that we're currently experiencing. Now, I'm going to have to get these books because I keep seeing them in almost every article, and I must tell you I have not read them, but if you have, please send me a note at hashtag Esther's Radio Show and let me know, or if you have a pretty good thing to say about them, go out to Talking About You with Estra on Facebook and write and let me know what you think of the books. Okay, so the first one is the one with uh, Stephen Levetsky and Daniel Zabot. I guess they're a Harvard political scientist. And the book they wrote was How Democracies Die. Can you imagine us living in a dead democracy? Especially 95% of us. Can you imagine what our lives would be like? And wouldn't it be sad if all it takes to turn it around is you going out to vote? Think about that. It says the norms that once protected our institutions are coming unmoored. In other words, those protections, the norms, the rules, the values, the integrity that we had, is slipping away. Why? Is it because we haven't taken the time to see what's going on? Is it because they've kept most of us so busy just trying to stay indoors to eat, feed our kids, learn something? I mean, is it that they've tired us out so much that we've forgotten what's important, that we've kept our heads down instead of looking up? We've got to look up. We cannot look down. We cannot let go of our democracy. We've got to stand up and say, yes, you may have taken all the money for now because, you know, things over time change. And that 95% can be slipped up and that 5% put on the bottom. Not because we want to put them on the bottom. We just want justice. Right? I mean, in the article here, they're talking about the FBI as a disgrace. That's what, what Trump says. And the Department of Justice isn't doing the job. But has it been that way for a long time? Have they been protecting the right people? Or have they been protecting the wrong people? Have you ever contacted the FBI and asked them for help? Did you tell them the trouble you were in, hoping that they would come out and set things straight? But they didn't. What about our democracy? Our Justice Department, have you ever gone to court? How did that turn out? I remember going to court one time for a ticket that I'd gotten, and I actually resolved it uh, before it was time for me to face the judge. So I just kind of stayed around because I wanted to watch and see what happened. And I was amazed to see that there were Lawyers out there, I guess they thought, hey, well, I'm a great friend with the judge. Hey, judge, this is what I want. This judge was not having it. I was so proud at that moment to be in a courtroom where the judge was not playing. He believed in justice. He listened to each side, 
and in my opinion, made a decent decision, and that was whether some of the people had lawyers, some of them didn't. I can tell you who had them and who didn't. The poor people didn't have the judges, right, or the the lawyers, because they couldn't afford them. But he treated everyone the same, and that gave me hope that our justice system could and should work. But then the second time, when you have large corporations with lots of money, lots of knowledge, been in court every other week, they know how this game is played. But you, if you don't have an attorney and you don't have any money, what do you get from this court system? I don't think you get much out of it at all. I was listening to how much Manafort had to pay his attorneys. And when he was in court every single day, it was $20,000 a year. For most people on minimum wage, they barely make $20,000 a year, and that's to be able to do everything supposedly in life they need to do. $20,000 a day. So you know he had to cut a deal sooner or later. And in my opinion, the whole system was just set up that way. They just took him to to one trial, to the next trial, and then maybe if he even had more money, they may have taken him to 10 trials. They had enough attorneys on the other side to, to make him wait a long time. Imagine what they could do to us. Imagine how they hurt us. Imagine how Congress hurts us. That's why you better go out and vote. We need to change this. Okay, I'm going to go on to the next part of this article, and you can see why I'm really enjoying this article. I hope you are too. It says, American democracy as a whole remains healthy, as seen in the robust resistance to Trump within the government, the courts, and the public at large. The disease is localized within the Republican Party. I have to repeat that because this is a statement I personally believe. It says the disease is localized within the Republican Party. Have you noticed how many uh, leaders have left the Republican Party? Have you noticed how many people in Congress don't intend to come back? Why is that? I personally believe for this reason. The disease is localized within the Republican Party, and they don't want to be a part of it anymore. So it says, which is why... If indeed American democracy is in a death loop, any solution must not focus solely on ousting Trump, but on punishing and reforming the GOP. Have you noticed they've been talking about, oh, the GOP, it's not the GOP, it's Trump's party now, it's not the GOP's. I would beg to differ. Trump could not have possibly come into this administration with all the knowledge, the power, the resources, to do what's been done to our country. This definitely was a Republican issue. So uh, Trump, Russia, collision. I mean, Mueller is working his way up. That's what a lot of people see, and we certainly see it every day. But I wonder if this could have happened if Congress hadn't hurt us all. If the Republican Congress and the Democrats yeah, you're not just empty yourself without fault. You could have fought harder. You could have started a, a lot more things than you had. But then I can also say we as citizens were asleep. Obama told us many, many times, okay, you fell asleep, stay woke. 
stay woke, don't fall asleep again. And we probably said, oh, Obama will take care of it. Oh, Obama will take care of it. And he's doing the best to fight off who? The disease is localized within the Republican Party. He fought hard against them, hard against them. And then, unfortunately, when he wasn't fighting hard against them, he was trying to what? I hate that word still to this day, compromise. I can't stand the word. He, he tortured me with that word, let's compromise. He wanted to be a person with dignity and honor and, and support our country. But how can you do that when you're with a disease that is localized within the Republican Party? One word, the lobbyists for insurance companies allow them to do whatever they want. When the Republican Party decided that they have not legislated, insured civil rights legislation to protect people who are injured, sick, disabled, what are they saying? They're saying, if we don't care about them, who should we care about? To me, that's, that's a major, major problem. Right, so I want to read that last sentence, actually two sentences again. It says, the disease is localized within the Republican Party, which is why, if indeed American democracy is in a death loop, in my opinion, why is it in a, de- in a death loop? Because the Republicans refuse to do the right things and stand up for our Constitution, our rights. The only thing they're looking at is ways to manipulate the laws in order to have their agendas accomplished. And America's never been that way. We've always, win or lose, stood for what was right. If the majority of Americans believed in that way, we supported it even if we didn't like the results. But we didn't have to worry about people manipulating, abusing, using anything necessary to get their way. It's like a room of toddlers. We don't need that. We need grown women, men of all races, colors, creeds, standing together for America, not for somebody else's self-interest, lobbyists. Why? Because they want more money. How much money can they use? They have more money right now than they'll ever need in their lifetime or their, their probably three or four generations out in their families, while other families are hurting like crazy can't even concentrate because of all the struggles faced every day. There's a problem with that. So that's why we're going to the new hashtag, Congress heard us. Enough. Enough. Okay, so let's see. I think we have about three more paragraphs here. I'll try to talk a little less so we can get, we only got about 15 minutes left here, so I'll see if I can. Uh, reduce what I'm talking about and, and concentrate a little bit more on the article. Quote, President Trump followed the electrical, electrical authoritarian script during his first year. He made efforts to capture the referees, sideline the players who might halt him, and tilt the playing field. Okay, I'm sorry, I still have to say this because this is really important. The second one, he says, sideline the key players who might halt him. Is that what he did with the FBI? Is that what he's trying to do right now, Dr. Ford, in case he can't get Kavanaugh uh, into the Supreme Court? And tilt the playing field. Usually when, when the playing field has been tilted in the past, it's usually with, with, with not only logic but immoral, moral integrity. But now it's like all is fair and love and war. 
and that mainly in this country we've lost the love and ended up with the war. So we don't need that. Okay, so one thing I can say was we came out swinging, and that was when Washington State filed a lawsuit about immigration and all the things they're still doing to these children. Right? Why would we ha- why would we be hurting Im- small children? They're not even here with their parents to protect them. They came to this country for freedom. Democracy, remember? Maybe you forgot what democracy means. They came to this country to be supported and helped, to make a difference. Not because they wanted something from this country. They wanted to make this country, what is that? Better than what it is right now. And how many immigrants have done that? How many of you are immigrants, whether you call yourself immigrants or not? Unless you're Native American, I think you are an immigrant. If you're not, show me your papers. <laughs> okay, so that's what, what I'm trying to say here. And, and, and what he's doing today in his tweets to Dr. Ford looks like a loss to me. And that's why I go back to that sideline, the key players who might halt him. May Dr. Ford halt the uh, approval of Kavanaugh's Supreme Court nomination? We don't know. We'll have to see. And why wouldn't the FBI actually do, uh, if they've done six of them already, why wouldn't they already have all this information on Kavanaugh? Why would they have to go out now and say, we don't know anything about this? If it only takes them three days to figure out what's going on in your life or my life, Kavanaugh's already been actually evaluated five or six times. How How long would that take? Some people say it's because he has something to hide. We don't know. We don't know what's going on in anybody's lives except our own. We can speculate. We can hear these two conversations on both sides, on the opposite sides. We know that they know what happened. We do know that. We don't. We do know that Dr. Ford did take a polygraph by an that was done by an FBI specialist, which I'm told I have no idea. Uh, a little bit better than just the average person in doing polygraphs. I don't know. But what I do know is that if we don't stand up and pay attention and wake up right now, we may lose the opportunity for the democracy in which we know. It says, quote, advocates of American democracy holding their breath to see whether it can withstand the assault on the autocrat in the Oval Office. What do you think? I think that it's, we've shown many times so far that when we as a nation stand up and say, we're not having this, we start to march, we start to fight, we say this is not going to happen. But one thing I hope that we all keep in mind as November gets close, they're going to start playing, they're going to just even put it on repeat, all these ads about their agenda, what they what they want to ha- you to have in your mind, they're going to plant all those seeds. What are you going to do with those seeds? You're going to let them take root? Don't let them take root. Pull those suckers out. Use your own mind, your own head. See what you see for yourself. When they start trying to play with your emotions, say, I'm not going to have that. I'm just going to look at the facts. What are the facts about Dr. Ford? What are the facts about Kavanaugh? What are the facts about the Republican Congress? What are the facts about... Donald Trump. Can we see the facts? Okay, let's separate out the lies. How let's 
the manipulation, the deception. We're adults. We can do that. We don't have to make choices from our fears. We can make choices by using our mind, by realizing what we see, what is true, and what is not. And we don't have to be played on the Internet. Yeah, you'll see a lot of things that come up in your emails. In fact, they might even be hacking your emails today just in order to play you in November. But I personally believe the average American is smarter than that. I believe the average Americans can choose what they believe and what they don't. And from the articles I have read this week on Is Democracy democracy Failing in America?, I see that most Americans are not falling for these games. But all you hear is that, oh, the Americans are falling for these games. Don't, don't believe that. You know how to vote. You know where the ballot place is. You know how to stand up if you're supposed to be able to vote and they're saying you can't. By the way, thank you states who have decided that people who have already served their times for a felony can join America in voting again. No one should lose the right to vote. That's a birthright. So thank you for putting back something that shouldn't have been taken away. All right, I'm going to go to this uh, next statement section here. It says, Trump's assault on democracy have, for the most part, been repulsed. The courts, the federal bureaucracy, the states, and even a large number of ordinary citizens have all played a vital role in restraining the president's authoritarian tendencies. Okay, so what does that say? That means that when we decide to stand up, there is nothing or no one who's going to stand in our way. Right should make right. It shouldn't, I'm sorry, right should make right, but maybe in some cases it doesn't. Maybe wrong has got the upper hand. I know it certainly feels that way with this Republican Congress. But we will stand. We will stand and we will support the democracy in the United States of America because this is our country. And this should be left for our children in the same way in which we found it. Not particularly right now, but just in general. Okay, let's see here. It says, I think I have one more paragraph here, or maybe two. It says, Trump called on the FBI and the Department of Justice to attack his political foes, foes, including Hillary Clinton, and pledge loyalty to him. The agency has refused to do so. Okay, and so they say, we haven't lost our minds. We still have our minds. We're we're not going to do that. And good for you. I hope you keep it up. It says the courts have denied Trump on issues like the travel ban. Yeah, you can tell this article is a little old. He went back through, he did make modifications, and the Supreme, the Supreme Court did let his ban go through. Shame on you guys. We see you. We see what you've done. And we're not going to forget. Republicans have vastly underperformed in every special election since Trump took office. And what does that tell me? That tells me that the American people see what's going on. That we're not as dumb as you think we are. That you can put out all the ads that you want, manipulate things on the Internet, which, by the way, 
to me, that's where things are going in the future. More people are getting caught with things on the Internet as far as being manipulated and abused than almost on television. So make sure you remember that. But I need to repeat that again. It says, Republicans have vastly underperformed in every special election since Trump took office. But that's not what you're hearing. You're hearing things that are really great for the Republicans, the things that are where they should be. Watch and think more than what you believe about what you're being told. The Democrats stood a good chance of winning back the House of Representatives and even possibly the Senate in the midterm elections this fall. Well, one thing I have to say to you Democrats, you failed us. Had you done your job, the Republicans could never have pulled this off because there is far more Democratic uh, citizens always than Republicans. When you sit back and you don't do what you're supposed to do, you hurt us too. And that's why I'm very excited to see a new group of Democrats coming up that aren't standing for the things that the old ones did. We can't afford it. We can't afford to go back to the way things work with either Republicans or the Democrats. We need people who are willing to say, we care about this democracy We don't want just 5% of our country running this world or running our country. It's supposed to be justice for all. Did they forget? I haven't forgot. Have you forgot? So that that would be my issue. It says, uh, but one institution has sorely failed in its constitutional duties to restrain the president time and time again. The Republican-controlled Congress has ignored, defended, or outright enabled Trump's authoritarian excesses. Did you hear that? New has the new hashtag Congress heard us enough says just that. Let me read that again for you. But one institution has sorely failed in its constitutional duty to restrain, restrain the president. Time and time again, the Republican-controlled Congress has what? Ignored and defended or outright enabled Trump's authoritarian excess. So Congress heard us enough. You're absolutely right. They have. So you go out and decide to vote. You vote for what you feel is the right thing to do. The right people protect you. I believe uh, I heard this week even Willie, Willie, Willie Nelson. What am I saying? I don't know. My tongue is all twisted. I hope you know who I'm talking about. Willie Nelson actually is supporting the Democrat in his area, not because he's Democratic. Personally, I don't believe. I mean, I don't know him, so I can't tell you what he's thinking. But from my perception and what I see, it's about America. It's not about a Democrat or Republican. It's about somebody who's going to do the right thing for the people, by the people. Okay, you know, if nobody's hanging by us, we don't need them. What are we going to do with them? They're just going to do for themselves. We don't need that. So that's see, there's two more things. It says he will sign those bills if, in return, he's given protections for actions that no president in American history, this is talking about Trump, has ever dared undertake including running a massive global influence business while president. 
time and time again, they say, Mr. Trump, you can't run these cut these businesses while you're president. Oh, I'll just give them to my kids. My kids will take care of it. But that hasn't happened. So that's going to be a story all in itself. I really have really enjoyed this article. There's still so much here. Let me see if I can uh, quickly uh, say a couple of things that are here without talking myself too much on each of us giving you my commentary, in other words. It says, Levitsky and Slavitz, as well as Matthews, point to polarization as a major cause of the crisis in America. Political robbery can devolve into partisan hatred. Are we really going to let somebody make us hate each other? We're not that dumb, are we, really? We're going to let them hate, make us hate each other so they can use us both? That's senseless. We don't hate each other. We love each other. We love our country. We want all of us to make it up and not down. We're not going to let them do that. Please tell me you will not let them allow us to hate each other. When we're in the same place with the same problems, with the same issues, them, they are the issues, not us. All right, I'm going to go on. Intensifying polarization driven by extremists, Republican Party is making constitutional hardball a new norm for party politics, right? So that's when they shut down. I guess they said Newt Gingrich down a little further is the one who started this uh, craziness. From my perspective, not from my, he started it, but from my perspective, it is craziness. Intensifying polarization driven by extremist Republican Party is making constitutional, you hear this, constitutional hardball the new norm for party politics. Why would we be playing constitutional hardball? The Constitution should be working for all of us together. I don't think the Constitution ever was going to generate hate. It's them twisting the words that's creating the hate. It's not the Constitution. The Constitution has been there to protect us. Let's see. The party has become more cohesive and extreme, more willing and able to shatter political norms to achieve their ends. So in other words, my issues and my concerns are more important than America. These people need to be what? Kicked to the curb. They forgot who they represent. It's us. And then this last one, it says, historically, American political parties moderate themselves after suffering consecutive losses at the ballot box. So your vote is a wake-up call. So I hope that you'll use it. So in summary, is democracy failing in America? I don't think so. I think it'll only fall if we don't lift it up if we don't hold it up, if we don't use our vote, if we don't be, if we refuse to be manipulated either online, through ads, on television, in the newspaper, wherever they might be, because, by the way, you know who's actually paying for those ads, and it's not you and I. It's the ones who have an issue that they want to, to resolve to get you to do what they want you to do. Don't do it. Do what is right for you. And that starts with listening and paying attention and being awake about what's going on in our country. Thank you so much for listening to me, <laughs> listening today, listening to me too. I think I said more today than I normally do, but that's okay. 
drop me a line on hashtag Esther's Radio Show and let me know what you think. Well, have a great weekend. Come back on Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for the new topic. And let's keep moving together forward, not backward. I'll see you then. Take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.